Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. several testimonies. Today we are going to hear two of them and this is to encourage you to try and be at every service as much as possible. You may never know which one has your blessing. Amen. I want you to put your hands together for our first testimony from Lusandra of the Beautiful Feet. Put your hands together for Lusandra. Okay, please introduce yourself to us. <laughs> please allow her, please allow her. My name is Lisandra Lois Nunu from um, Campus Canal Center. And I'm part of the beautiful feet. Okay, Lisandra, tell us about your testimony. Okay, so um, last year I was, I, was, I was diagnosed with um, stomach ulcer. Merci. And when you have stomach ulcer, the doctor will tell you, don't eat this, don't eat that, and actually it doesn't have a cure. You just have to follow whatever the doctor says. But during um, Prophet Makaya's conf- um, convention, convention. Here, he prayed for us. He didn't lay hands on me. Ah, he was, didn't touch you. He, he didn't, didn't touch pour me. oil on you. Nothing. No, nothing. Okay. So he was praying for those who are sick. So I believe that I'm also healed. So I went home and I started eating. But at first, when I eat and I wake up, it's like um, part of my organ inside had been cut off. Hey. So, like it's wobbling. <laughs> and medical students, is there any medical something for it you like to tell us? <laughs> oh, like it was it was very serious. Like <laughs> okay, tell it was us very more. serious. So it, it, and it hurts a lot too. So after his prophecies and prayers and all that, I went back and I was eating. I wake up, nothing happened. I started taking in tea with milk, other stuff and it's like, but I at don't first feel, you couldn't take milk, I, I, I but now you can take tea. Yes. I think it's a good place for you to put your hands together for the Lord. So, Lissandra, what would you like to tell the church? So, I would like to tell you that um, you just have faith. Believe in your prophet as well. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that your prophet has to touch you or pour oil on you or um, let, make you fall down or something. Just believe from afar that you, you are healed from whatever that you are um, have it. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Lysandra. All right. She was in the service and she was just standing, believing and praying. Nobody touched her. Nobody said anything to her. But just because she believed, she received her healing. Many people come to church and they're expecting to roll on the floor. Some assaults. They're, they're expecting the prophet to bake them in oil before they ex- receive their healing. But if for any reason you come for a service and you have doubts, remember Lysandra's testimony. Amen. Our second testimony is from Scholastica, who is a GSO in the campus region. Put your hands together from Scholastica. Please introduce yourself to us. Hi. My name is Scholastica, and I'm the GSO for Central Malas region. Okay, tell us about your testimony. Okay, so my testimony is about divine provision. Wow. Yes, so... um. Earlier this semester, I think I said a, I shared a testimony about how I was able to pay um, fees. my fees. But that wasn't all. I had to pay um, about 10%. So I paid 90% and had 10% to top up. How much was 10%? Um, 1,500. 1,500, okay. So um, 
we received a message from the school that if we don't meet a certain deadline, we were going to be deferred. Yeah. And this was the second time that that was going to happen to me. Mercy. So I called my dad and he told me he was going to send it. But as time was getting nearer, he wasn't no sending show. it. Yes. So I tested mommy and I took a step of faith to start raising funds. So I went on my contact list and I was raising some funds. That the first day I had about 150 CDs and it was nothing to write home about. Meanwhile, it was just a few days to the deadline. I kept on raising the funds and I continued. So lo and behold, my daddy paid the fees. And this is the miracle that happened. During the time Prophet Makaya came, I took a seed, I took an envelope to sow a seed, and this seed could pay like 90% of my fees. Like this seed could actually just cover the bill. Cover the bill, but okay. I just believe God that as I sowed this seed, I was going to receive a miracle. Okay. So after I paid my fees, I just checked my Momo account and I had received. Am I allowed to mention that? <laughs> oh, yes, if you want to. <laughs> okay, so I received times. I don't know. I received what I needed to pay my fees With and more. Hey, may you receive what you need and more in the name of Jesus. Wow. So what Scholastica is saying is that she had money to pay the fees now, but then she decided to take a step of faith to sow it. Like the school fees that she paid. That's her faith. And then God honored her and gave her what she needed and more. Put your hands together for this testimony. So Scholastica, what would you like to tell the church? What I'd like to tell the church is that you're in a good place. And always know that whatever seed you sow in the house, it's never in vain. Just trust the process. And anytime there's a convention, mommy knows our problem. She has brought a prophet in the house and you want to sleep in your room. You are doing a very wrong thing. Always be in church for all the programs in your life and never be the same. Amen. 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 Today we'll have the opportunity to give an offering. As you give, remember that the Lord will give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Oh, look excited as you are putting your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah 3 verse 15, the Bible says that I will give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. As you are here this morning, you are in the right place and you are under the cover of the right pastor. Hallelujah and you are about to receive knowledge you are about to receive understanding you are about to receive wisdom that will change your life that will set you on the right path i want you to be on your feet put your hands together as we welcome the pastor that god has given to us es joy Felipe Bruce. put your hands together just lift up your hands thank God for another Sunday thank God that you are here thank God for all that we've witnessed so far God is just doing something with us, in us, through us about us, around us for us we want to say Lord we are grateful thank God, just thank God just thank God Father thank you so much for an opportunity to be here thank you so much for visiting us down just cut some people today my things will really come oh it's it's on the border already uh, i'm just waiting for you because my things are coming hey tell neighbor things are coming hey thank you lord lift up your bible and let's make our confession please did you bring a bible with you some of you up to now you still don't have a bible and you still are walking around only with your phone Bible because what? I said we are on a campaign to bring the Bible back to church. Yes. If you have a Bible, lift it. Uh-huh. If you have a, you see the phone and you have so many other things on it. So I cannot believe that that's all you have. Hey. 
This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Is there any reason? Am I the one thinking that lights have gone out? Some lights have gone out. That should be on. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Are you glad to be in church today? Mm. Mm. Only the people on this side are happy. The rest of you, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think we should put our hands together for the film stars. They gave us... Oh, you didn't feel a shiver or two when you saw that demon come. I said, no, 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 no. I cannot be in hell. Hey, has Sam been crying here? Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for another week. And we thank God for a time to fast and to pray. And there are some of you, you keep taking yourself out of things that are going on. You are not wise. If you are here and you only come to church on Sundays, you are not wise. You are exactly like somebody who eats once a week. In the spirit, you are weak, you are dull, you will faint anytime. If you eat once a week, what will happen to you? <laughs> so they have a spiritual ulcer. Okay. If you eat once a week, anything will push you over. If you are walking home and the storm is coming and the wind starts to blow, no, you just fall down. Yeah. So please advise yourself. Amen. And I noticed that some of you also, you have not joined yourself to any basenta or any basanta. So you are a free moving electron and you are saying that I can bring myself. <laughs> and you are saying that, oh, after all, I come to church. You see, this church is modeled after the first church in the Bible. And that was a church that met not only in the church, but also in the house. Yeah, they were broken down into smaller groups that met outside of the church. Very, very, very important. You will not understand the importance of it until the day something happens and you need help. And that's when you know who to call. Are you in the house? Hey, you are very quiet on me again, oh. Yeah. We have had people in this church who were seriously ill. How do we get to know? They belong to a smaller group. So the head of the smaller group said, please, something is happening to my person here. Don't wait until you are ill. Is that okay? Yeah. Can you be advised? Yeah. Better is a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who can no longer be advised. It's a scripture. Don't be annoyed with me. Mm -hmm. So if even kings cry, they say you are a foolish king if you cannot take advice. So I'm just advising you. People have told you, don't let my things come. I'm very serious about it today. Don't let my things Because we were not having this feedback when all the other things were going on. Don't let my things come. Hey, why are you doing from the pulpit? Because when I'm doing it in private, it's not working. <laughs> We've been discussing hell. Thank you for the scripture. Ecclesiastes 4.13. Better is a poor and a wise child. A child who can take advice is better than a king who cannot take advice. Whoa, you now, you are sitting down. You are not a king. And you can already not take advice. Come on. Hey. And I'm saying to you that you should add yourself to a basenta. Or add yourself to a basanta. A basenta is a basing center. It's just a little group in the church. Normally not more than 8 to 10 people are in a given basenta. And they have somebody who leads them. A basanta is a part of the church that does something on Sunday. You see, so the film stars are a basanta. The choir is a basanta. The ashes, they do things. Yeah. My friend, stop promoting uh, your... <laughs> the dancers are basantas. Thank you for being the only ones with some enthusiasm about what you do. <laughs> the rest of you, I don't know, film stars, your dullness has come today. What has happened to you? Or the noisemakers have not come to church yet. <laughs> Ah, 
So how come you have allowed the, 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 the dancers to outshout you? <laughs> so join yourself to something. It's so important. Hallelujah. So ask your neighbor, if trouble strikes, who will you call? Ask your neighbor, who will you call? You see, all those at the back are quiet. Too. They are the ones who don't belong to a neighbor center. Or they don't know what they belong to. <laughs> Join yourself to something for your own sake, please. Hallelujah. We started last week talking about hell. And just in case you are wondering that, ah, why should you be talking about hell in church? I want to ask you where again we should talk about it. Because the only place in the world where hell is described is in the Bible. So if we won't talk about it, where, where, where do you expect to talk about it? On the news. I don't know any journalist who talks about hell. Do you know any? I also don't know any. In the lecture hall. You have some Christian lecturers who do their best, but most of them don't discuss hell in the lecture room. Please wear again at the party. Who is going to stop the party and talk about hell? You see, everything that we know about hell is in the Bible. Amen. Occasionally, the Lord will give somebody an experience and the person will come and share the experience and we can see whether it matches what is in the Bible or not. But apart from that, we have no other way of knowing what is going to happen. Now, if you are a student in this church and this is a student service, a campus service, I assume that if you are a correct student, by this time, you are doing a course. By now, when you are in your second year, third year, fourth year, you begin to inquire of those who have gone ahead of you. What happens to us when we finish school? So you are doing what kind of, uh, give me a course. You are doing electrical engineering. If you are alert and awake, you want to know, you want to know what kind of jobs are available for us. Because when you came in, you came into the campus in ignorance. Hey. You were not thinking about work. You were just thinking about what cause will make me look grand. And that's how come you landed in the course that you are in. You tried to learn and do it. I promise you, some of you, if you knew where you were going to land, but you would never have entered the course. <laughs> like some of the girls who are doing a, a what do you call this? Quantities are being. When you are doing quantities are being, you walk. Oh, you walk. You walk. Hey, you didn't think. Now you don't like walking. Ghana girl. So now you sit. You say the boy should go and come. What Danny won't secretary? Now you are writing. You are a disgrace to the profession. <laughs> but that's your profession. So as you are getting going on, you begin to ask, what kind of jobs? What kind of jobs are there for us? You want to know what lies ahead. Because that is what God has given to man. As we are growing, we want to know what next and what next. When you are a lady, you want to know what's it like to be married? What's it like to be a man? What's it like to be a... It's just a, a sort of curiosity that is there. What is next? What is next? In the same way, we have a question inside us that this life we are in, is that all? Is that all? I remember when I was an unbeliever. I used to ask myself that, is that all? If that is all, then life is very useless. That you should be born. From the day you exit your mother's womb, voila! Just trouble. You were in the womb minding your own business. When they brought you out, they started to vaccinate you. If you are a man, they say you must be what? Circumcised. I mean, yes, and when you were in the womb, you were very quiet. Now, as you have arrived, when you are hungry, unless you cry, they won't mind you. Oh! Then they put you into something called school. As for that one, when you enter it, it's like a death sentence for the next how many years of your life. You are just moving around. Somebody is beating you. Somebody is giving you instructions. Somebody is giving you assignments. Worst of all are the things called exams. <laughs> and at the end, you are always hoping that when I finish school, it will be good. It will be great. So I can do. You finish school. You start working. Not knowing that there's an increase in the wala. My father had a youngest brother who became a doctor. I used to like him so much. And he would come and visit us. He was much, much younger than my father. About 30 years difference. 
and he would visit us and we're always around him and I used to think that oh when uncle finishes his medical school he will have time for us hey then he went to do house job now dear when he comes to the house at first when he comes we'll be at least playing together but as he started house job now when he comes he's exhausted he'll fall asleep even before food is ready I said what, 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 what kind of work is this as you were going through medical school torture, torment, pain what again now you are finished too relax and at least she or chichi that you are a doctor Where's Kora? are you in the house and I'm sure that it is like that for many things so I was thinking to myself that so after all this wala, you start working too, it's another wala. You marry too, it's another something. You have children too, it's, the children, if they are not there, it's a problem. If they are there, it's another problem. When they leave, it's a third problem. Ah, what, can, what is the purpose of life on earth? Somebody tell me. I said, have we done all of this only to die? Then a goat cries better. A goat, because a goat it doesn't go to school. It will run around being happy, sir. Oh, goats, they are very happy creatures. Oh, oh. freedom and quiet. They are very, 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 very happy. They don't like water. If you put them in the same uh, um, house, the same shed with the sheep, and it's wet, they will stand on the sheep to keep their feet dry. And you'll be wondering that my sheep are looking very dirty. What's happening? The goats are standing on them in the night. <laughs> they are just happy. <laughs> one day I went, to, I went to an office it was the office of a friend that we were going to work when I parked my car in his yard there was a tree, I parked under the tree because I needed the shade as I was locking the door, I felt somebody was looking at me I looked around, looked around couldn't see anybody I said, what spooky feeling is this somebody said, look up when I looked up, there was a Y in the tree there was a goat It has perched Christ, just happy animal. <laughs> Are you in the house? <laughs> yeah. That friend of mine, his office, he had some very interesting animals. There's a picture that eventually went viral, but it came from his office of a goat standing, then another one is standing on it and trying to eat something. Oh, I'm hurting. And I said, if that is all, if the fate of man is just to arrive, suffer, stress, work hard and die and that's the end then a goat is better push and say a goat is better than you is goat what is better a goat is better and when it dies cry even when it dies somebody will eat it cry prophet kakra if I swak a crazy now you as you have come nothing nothing until I discovered that it's not so simple unlike the goat when you die you haven't died when you die, a part of you is alive. The part of you that goes and we say you are dead, that part doesn't die. So where does it go? The only person who answered that question was Jesus. The only place that you find an answer to that question is in the Bible. That's the only place. That's the only place. Amen. Everything else are funny descriptions. There's one group that says that, oh, over there, when you get there, there's a harem of women. You can have which one you like. And I always ask myself that, so the women in that religion, what do they think about it? They too, what's their infasso? Don't tell them I'm asking. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. The men say when they get there, they will have as many virgins to sleep with as they like. That's the, that is what they call heaven. I said, so what do the women to get? Hmm. <laughs> I thank God that where we are, God has balanced things. Amen. And so last week, I spent time sharing with you what will happen when you die. And I pray that you are going to go back and listen to it again because it's a very, 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 very serious something. Hallelujah. Are you with me in the church so far? Are you, are you following what I'm trying to say? You see, so we shared what happens to you when we die. And you know, why, maybe the reason why I liked the film star's rendition was that so many people are at that point where they have to do something about it and they do nothing and suddenly it is late. Yeah. 
they're at the point where they are thinking, hey, this Jesus, no jama, is real. Hey. And then they spend a lot of time thinking, is it real? Is it not real? And before you are aware, it's time to exit. And, and you didn't have a chance to, to, to receive Christ, you know. So it is good for you to know what is ahead of us spiritually. What is ahead? You are either going to heaven or to hell. There are only two options. There's no in-between. And so I'm speaking to some of you who have been sitting on the fence. You may be sitting on the fence as a Christian, but the day will come when that's the end of your life. And at that point, you no longer have the privilege of sitting on the fence. You are going to heaven or to hell. And last week, from a story that Jesus told, we could see what was going on or how, you know, who goes where. This week, I want to continue. Hmm. I want to continue. And today, I'm continuing to answer the questions on hell. And today, the question is, what is happening in hell? Last week, I shared with you heaven or hell are you here and i told you that for as long as you are alive you have a choice that's what idea. nobody's sending you there you are going wherever you are going by your own free will you're going to heaven is by your own free will you're going to hell is by your own free will amen what is happening in hell what is happening there when you get to the place what's happening there when you are in, 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 in heaven, what's happening there? When you are in hell, what's happening there? When you come to KNUST, what's happening there? Hey. What's happening on the campus? I went to Legon. I've always been convinced that hell, um, KNUST is a better option. Looking at what happens on the campus. <laughs> ah, <gee. laughs> I'm not talking about your causes, but th- just the experience. <laughs> Amen. What is happening in hell? Should you be choosing to go to hell? No, no, it's a choice. Nobody forces anybody there. Because to accept Christ is a free offer to everybody, regardless of who you are or where you are from. So if you go to hell, it was no accident. You chose it. And so today I want you to see what you are choosing. And I'm saying that because as we sit here, we all look very innocent. But here we are split into two. One group is going straight to hell, no bend, no curve, and the other group is going to heaven. How do I know? We are just a segment of, 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 the, of the society. We're just a segment, and that's how every society is. We can only pray in the church that the number who go to is very, very, very small. So that's why we keep preaching. Are you understanding it? That's why we keep preaching. So that if anybody goes, few who just didn't listen. Amen. I know that we could have preached prosperity messages. One day we shall preach it, but it's not today. Today we are talking about hell. What's happening there? What's happening there? Sometimes when you know what is happening there, you make a decision, I will go. Or you make a decision, I won't go. Uh-huh, I won't go. Are you there? Hey, the church is quiet again. When you look at the medical school, what happens at KNUSC, and you look at medical school, Legon, you will decide which one to go to. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Take it from me. Come to KNUSD. Take it from me. Not just because of where I am. I can tell you why. See me in chambers. See me in chambers. Hallelujah. But let me read a story here. I once heard a startling story of how the Lord Jesus appeared to an Assemblies of God pastor in a vision and told him, I want you to become more evangelistic, so I'm going to take you to hell so you see how real it is. This pastor had known the Lord from his youth, but when he became a teenager, he backslid and forsook God. This backsliding continued until he went to the university where he rededicated his life to the Lord. In fact, he was so zealous that he left college and decided to go into the Bible school and into the ministry. It was while he was a pastor that the Lord appeared to him one Sunday night to urge him to be more evangelistic. In the vision, the Lord took him to hell, where he saw all the sights and sounds of hell. He saw the weeping, the gnashing, and the wailing of the lost. Today, as they were Kenny and brother small, I kept on praying that, Wopson, don't hit the guy. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. And for every lunch he gave you, he will buy you lunch. 
<laughs> but nobody is giving nobody lunch oh, in hell. <laughs> During the vision, the Lord took him to hell where he saw it all, weeping. He said, if the Lord had not been with me, I would have been really frightened of what I saw in hell. Suddenly, they came across someone in hell who he recognized. The person was his second year roommate whilst in college. He exclaimed, what are you doing here? To his amazement, his roommate said, I was killed in an accident on Friday. Remember, this vision was taking place on a Sunday night. When he came out of the vision, he was so disturbed and wanted to call his mother to find out if she knew anything about his roommate. But it was a bit too late in the night to call. So he called his mother on Monday after exchanging niceties with her. He asked, have you heard from my roommate, this friend of mine? His mother answered, I was going to tell you he was killed in a terrible car accident on Friday. The pastor could not believe his ears. He was in shock. But it was real. He had actually seen his second year roommate in hell. He had seen the inside of the prison and his own friend and roommate in it. Dear friend, hell is real. And the people in hell know and remember how they died. They know when they died. They have experienced hell firsthand and found out that the Bible is true. Wow. They have found out that it's true. Tell your neighbor, let us not wait till last minute to find out it's true. And that is why this morning I'm sharing with you about five things that are in hell or that are happening there or five characteristics. I don't know how you put it, but five things about hell. The first thing, what is happening? The first thing is that all we know is that terrible things are happening. But there's a scripture that gives us a bit of insight as to the kind of terribleness. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's terrible and there's terrible and there's more terrible. I don't know how you conjugate that. Terrible, terribler, terriblest. Okay. <laughs> are you here? Turn with me to Mark chapter 9. And let's read verse 43 to 47. I'm sure you'll be wondering where I'm going. But let's go. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never should be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter hell, halt into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes, to be cast into hell. Now, this scripture barely makes sense when you just read it until you take your time to understand something. Jesus was explaining why you shouldn't let something lead you to hell. Are you here? Don't let something lead you to hell. For instance, some of you have friends. If you continue with that friendship, it will lead you to hell. You are in a relationship. If you continue in that relationship, it will lead you to hell. I mean, there are people that we know. Yeah. One of our very nice singers. Very beautiful voice. She started in church. She landed with somebody who landed with her in hell. And she died stoned out in a bathtub of water. You see. There are some people you shouldn't pray not to meet them. And if you meet them, you must get yourself free and out. Are you in the house? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. I'm just sharing something this short this morning. But I want you to listen. Now, Jesus was sharing something with us. You see, on this earth, if you lose a limb, it's very life is very difficult. If you lose a hand. I have a friend who has lost both legs. She visited us some years ago and she walks on prosthetic legs. It's a difficult life. You see her even with the false legs. She walks, she moves around. But she'll tell you it's not an easy life. And you'll see her holding a cane and you think, oh, she needs the cane for support. She said, no. She needs the cane to make sure people don't come too close. 
because you have no feeling in your legs. If they brush against you, you fall over. It is not an easy life not to have your hands. It's not an easy life not to have your legs. It's not an easy life even to lose one eye. It's not simple. Oh, you've never had a boil on one eye is closed and the whole world, you have to see it with one eye. When they call you... <laughs> yeah. You turn your whole self because one eye is not, look, is not seen. So it's a difficult life. But Jesus is saying that if the thing that is causing you to sin, if the thing that is spoiling your life, if the thing that is taking you to hell is your hand eh? It is better for you to cut the hand and suffer here than the suffering you will encounter in hell. Are you here? Yes, if you don't have your, your leg, it will be difficult. But that difficulty is small compared to what will happen to you in hell. If you lose your sight, it's difficult. Are you here? But it's nothing compared to what will happen to you in hell. Do you still want to go there? I don't think I want to go to a place that is harder than if you have lost your leg or your hand or your eye. Definitely, it means very terrible things are happening there. Are you in the church? Am I talking to some people this morning? Yeah. It's a place that when you look at it, me, I want to have my hands and my legs. You keep yours the whole of your life in Jesus' name and eyes. But Jesus is saying that if the thing that is taking you to hell is your eye, remove it. Because when you remove it, you suffer on it. But you go to heaven. It's nothing compared to what you will suffer in heaven. I hope you are understanding the picture now. So he's not saying, because some of you are so simple. Hey, what is this? Jesus said, I should remove my eye. May I cannot be following somebody who said I should remove my eye. Please, you are more intelligent than that. You are more what? That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that it will be better for you to remove the eye here so that it stops leading you to sin. Some of you young men, when you are walking behind a young lady, to whom to, to whom for, to whom does it belong to, to whom for, to whom for. Before you finish walking behind there, you have done everything and more. Hey! Ask your neighbor, who are they talking to? Oh, young, is it you? Hey! So he's saying that, look, if you cannot stop, eh, and he's going to carry you to hell every day on your way to lectures, you fornicate with every girl that you see on the way. Please, oh, Jesus' definition of fornication is different from ours. He said, if you look, if you look, if you just look, and you think you have done it already. That's Jesus' definition. Hey! <laughs> So if you know that these your eyes are leaking eyes <laughs> and they're always driving you into sin. Hmm. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> so you decide, I've removed my eyes so that I will not see. You will suffer on earth to be But it says that suffering that you suffer on earth with no eyes is nothing to be compared with what you will suffer in hell. Please ask your neighbor, so are you still going? Have you, are you still going? <laughs> Number two, I'm just telling you what's happening in hell. It must be a very terrible place if such suffering because in our nation when you don't have hands, you don't have feet, you don't have eyes, you really suffer. You really suffer. So if that suffering is nothing to be compared with what is happening in hell, then in fact, in fact, number two, we are asking, answering the question, what is happening in hell? Take us to Second Peter chapter two and verse four. Millions of people are bound up in chains in the vast, dark, misty, scary dungeons of the underworld. Second Peter two four. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. I, I don't know. 
How many hours of darkness have you experienced? When they take our light for half a day. When they do doom so and for three days we have no light. We say, Where I live is near a forest. You can easily not like the place in the night. Hey! Forest darkness is dark. It's black. Yeah, it's black. I remember when we were about to move, then I said, no, no, no. If the light has not come, I cannot move. Hey! If the lights are not on. Then I went to Lady Rebellion's husband. I said, Bro- brother, your light is standing there. There's, the, the street light is there, but there's no light. It had better shine before we move. Hey! Ha! This is just on air, just to enter the house, KK. I said, I have to see light. Then you want to go to a place where they have put chains on you. And then you are in the darkness. Do you know what happens in darkness? Hey. Oh, a rat crack and frighten you out of your socks. Hmm. Or, or you've never been afraid before. Do you know that in darkness, simple things become difficult? Okay, I'm going to show you an example. I copy, please come with all due respect. powerful. I've asked this nice young doctor in the making. You see, I cannot, because it's daytime, I cannot, uh, you know, make it dark. So I'm asking him to close his eyes. It's the same effect. Are you seeing it? When it's very dark, you cannot see. He's going to walk for us to see. A very simple direction. Okay, so please step down. Close your eyes. Ready? I am asked. Get set. First of all, have you already seen that the walking has changed? Look at that too. I feel you're in the navigation skills. Hey, hey, hey. Even that is our shouting that's informing him. <laughs> Please come back. This one, open your eyes and come. Come back. Come and start here again. That was him walking in a church he knows well that he walks in often, but with his eyes closed. Now with your eyes open, walk. He is even able to give us a, a, a gallus, gallus. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Put your hands together. You want to go to a place where there is darkness. Me, mom, dear, the way I like light, dear, I know that is the one place I don't want to go. Hey, in my house, when they put out, if the room has different lights, I say, put all on. Oh. <laughs> Some days, my husband just looks it's like, hmm, you don't pay the light bill in track. <laughs> hey, the other day he was there, he said, ah, but this kitchen that you are in, you can use just one. I said, no, 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 please. I need the two lights. He said, please leave it on. Mommy says she needs the two lights. <laughs> Light. Are you here? But you want to go to a place where darkness reigns. Why? Please ask your neighbor again, why? Ah, why? Then on top of the darkness, chains. Ah, film stars, did you not have some chains this morning? And please select one member of the public and let's see how the person will enjoy being chained. <laughs> hey, Joy, they have selected. Yeah. I feel like reminding you that her father is a bishop or been trouble. Hey! They have chained you, Joy. She has to sit down the steps, so you chain her legs as well. Don't you have another chain? Only one. Fabra, Fabra, then I'm more yet so stingy with the chains. Munibi. It's torn. Hey! Mr. Temo, 
So imagine that you are sitting in hell. They have chained your hands. Now put your feet together as if they have chained their feet too. One on top of the other. Just some cranny. Then it's hot and it's dark. The fire is making. Have you look? Fire heat. You're looking very cool, though. Not so. Please come and collect. Come and collect your chains. There are chains there. Ask your neighbor. You want to go where there are chains? Please, oh, undo the feet. I beg you. Hey. Miss Rewa. Hey. Ah, thank you very much. We are just talking about what is happening in hell. That's all we are discussing. Number three, I told you I'll tell you five things. What is happening? People are burning, but they are not burning. Hey. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 20. The beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. You know, you are falling into a lake. The problem is that this lake is not even going to drown you. Just say you are in the lake. You are there. It's a fire. <clears throat> Tell neighbor, it's not a water lake. It's a fire lake. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you are burning and you are not burning too. Do you understand? It's continuing. Because the Bible tells us the fire is just going. I don't know why I feel some people are still thinking that it's not like that. You want to use your life to go and experience it. I described you last, last week. Oh. Yeah. A lake, but there's no water. It's not a water lake. It's a fire lake. How many of you have had a burn before? Good. Uh-huh. How was it? <laughs> How was the band? Was it something you would like to do again? No. You'd like to have another band? No. Hey! You will notice that the thing that bent you is one of the things you will never go near again. When you see it, you are already already chivalrous. I, I, I don't want this. I don't want this. Are you here? Yeah. yeah. I have an in-law who was burned by gas. Mm. Ever since that time, gas cylinder in my house. You'll be outside. You will be where? Outside. Should you perchance choose that you are going to do something? Outside. Yeah. Outside. We'll find a place and put you there. And then do long cable. Ah. Inside, no. Mm. Are you here? Ask your neighbor, what have you seen? Mm. What have you seen? So why do you want to go to this place where people are burning forever? I can't imagine it, mom. Because even when you are frying something, the small bend that you get, you say that you have not seen some before. Oh, recently I was removing something from the microwave. I was not careful, and my hand was under. You know that, and the way it bent me, it's only something. I would have just let go the whole left. Hey, and you want to go there with your whole body? Oh, tell anybody, no, no, it's not wise. It's not wise. Number four, what is happening in hell? Hell is receiving new admissions every day. <laughs> and it's never getting full. Hey. <laughs> Proverbs 27, verse 20. Hell and destruction are never full. Hey. Hell and destruction, they are what? Never full. What kind of place is never full? Always adding people. Always adding people. Point number five is almost worse. What is happening in hell? There's a huge expansion project happening in hell. Hmm. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 14 says, Hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. Without measure. You are here today, you've not given your life to Christ. They know you are coming. They've already sent a message. You better start to extend that side of hell because some more people are coming. I thought you'd be saying, hey, never not minus me. Hey. 
Minus me. They are expanding to show you that Charlie, you were kappa. You say you will come here. Uh, already we come and meet you. And as you are coming, we have your accommodation ready for you. My, 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 my. Hmm. What is happening? Listen to what our prophet says. You see, those of you who fool around with the books that you are given, you are losing something. Everything I've shared with you, like everything I always share, is written somewhere. The scriptures I'm reading are here. But he also adds something that adds a little something. Hmm. The lake of fire is being extended, expanded because more and more people are rejecting God in their pride. Multitudes await the good news of Jesus in the corners of the earth while we celebrate over nothing in our big city churches. Mercy on us. Mercy on us. People need to hear the gospel so that they have an opportunity to receive Christ. Let's stop joking with it. Let's stop what? Joking with it. You left your room this morning with your roommate who has not received Christ lying there. Yeah. If they will not mind you, next time tell somebody, go there. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. Sometimes they are so used to you, they don't mind you again. Yeah, when you are praying, pray on the head of that individual. There will be a change. Hey, make up your mind that I am going to heaven, but not only am I going, I'm going with everybody that I know. And everybody that who crosses my path that I can share with, I will not go alone. Some of you wake up and you walk to church alone. And you come and sit down alone. Meanwhile, the people who are around you are perishing. And you are too shy to say anything. And too afraid to say anything. How can you be ashamed of Jesus? How? When you see their rotten lives, how can you be ashamed? And they will laugh at me. They are laughing at you because you are not laughing at them. Yeah. They are intimidating you because you are not intimidating them. Here you are, you are a believer. You are in the room. Then your roommate has brought somebody else. I will intimidate you. I will intimidate you. Ah. There are different ways of intimidating a person. Some by your words. Some by the music you play. Some by your behaviors. Oh. Oh. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. When you arrive at the place, Charlie, just start bashing in tongues. If they can do anything, you can also do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that somebody perchance will look up and say, hey, now this thing that I'm doing, eh? There are even people in this church. You are in the room with a Christian. When he brings a girl there, you excuse him. You cannot, you are so lily livid and so weak, you cannot even stand up to say, bro, this thing that you are doing, stop it. To another Christian. And he will be angry with you. And so what? You to be angry with him. I'm talking to some people today. As I'm talking to some people today. As I'm talking to some people today. Yeah. The reason why the unbelievers are so bold is because we are so cowardly. We will stick up for nothing. Hey. In fact, when you, start to, when you start to stick up and say something, it's even Christians who say, oh, leave them. Oh, don't answer. Oh, relax. Relax, say. Ask your neighbor, relax, say. How can I relax for you to go to hell? No, 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 no. I will disturb you and you will hate me. You actually hate me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, let's be serious. People are going to hell and we are assisting them. Some of you, your group mates, all the people you sit with as a group, none is born again. Jesus won't go and you never share anything with them and you never invite them anywhere. I close with a testimony. That was a true story. One day, Right on this campus, a young man was sitting in his class and he felt that he should share his quiet time. The teacher was delaying, the lecturer was delaying, you know how it is. And he felt that, let me get up and share my testimony, my, my um, quiet time. So he got up 
and he quickly shared his testimony after which he gave an altar call when he gave that altar call in the class and of course people will be laughing and talking about he shared two guys got up and they came forward to give their lives to Christ he later on showed them a place to go where they could get some what should I say understanding and feeding are you there this young man was like you he didn't have anything in particular he was just sharing his quiet time today one of those young men is a bishop in in the in the ud today yeah the man never knew he never knew what became of them after school it was my friend bishop who shared it with us and he told us he said he went to Takrad. he said the man came and he was sitting there looking at them so he had won to christ and tears were just coming down his face because when he won that young man to christ he never knew that what he has done is what is going to lead to a bishop my bishop friend told me that he used to wonder the guy who received christ with him he used to wonder he dear what had become of him where was he he never knew he couldn't find him anywhere didn't know anything about where he was until one day he went to a funeral of somebody and while he was at the funeral they said that a group of pastors of the church of pentecost had arrived you know how they go and then they are greeting 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 and he lifted up his eyes and there was his friend he had also become a pastor of the church of pentecost that young man who shared his testimony he never knew that his little quiet time was going to give birth to two major generals in the kingdom of God. Who knows what your little word will do? Who knows what your little sharing will do? Not only did it rescue those two from hell, but those two have also gone on... Yeah. Because if you want to talk about two evangelistic churches, one is Judy, the other one is Church of Pentecost. Very, very evangelistic church. They are always doing... a. What do you call it? They have these mini crusades that they do. Yeah. Are you in the house? Let us stop fooling. First, deliver yourself from hell. Make sure you're not going there. Second, help others. When you are going, there must be a whole horde of people with you. May the Lord help us to do his will. Stand to your feet this morning. I want you to begin to pray for yourself. I want to start to pray for yourself. That Lord, I'm born again, but I think I've been fooling around. I've not won others to you. Just be honest with him. Just be honest with him. He'll help you. Just be honest with him this morning. Oh Lord, help us. Forgive us. Forgive us our weakness. Forgive us. Some of you, even to share testimony in church is too much for you. But you don't know, is that, that testimony that you shared that will help somebody? Touch somebody. Sharing a testimony is one of the ways of overcoming Satan. Yeah. Talk to the Lord today. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord on your own behalf. And some of us, we should be talking to the Lord and saying, Lord, let me be a witness for you. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me for being quiet. Forgive me for being ashamed of you. Forgive me for thinking only of myself, that I'm okay and I'm going to heaven. Forgive me. And Lord, touch my heart that no one in my 18 will go to hell. I'll do something about it. I'll pray them in. I'll share the gospel with them. I'll get others to share with them. I'll invite them where they will hear it. I will do something to be part of them coming into heaven. No one we know should go to hell. No one. No one. Lift up your voice and pray. Just for a few minutes. Just for a few minutes. Oh yeah. But this morning before I end, I want to talk to you who is here. Who has not given your life to Christ. Maybe it's because you have been, you are convinced, but you are not yet ready. Today, be ready in an instant. I don't want you to be like that young man who thought he would have another chance to receive Christ, but he died before the other chance came. This morning is your chance. Now is your chance. Here is your opportunity. This meeting is your meeting. Today I want you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe like me, you used to argue to yourself so much. 
this morning I want to say put aside your arguments when we get to heaven you can bring them all up and ask why but today I just want to make sure that hell is not a place you are going to and I want you to decide that as for today I will give my life to Christ maybe you just stumbled in because somebody invited you but I want you to know that you may think it was random but God knew that today you will have an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior the Bible said, uh, says in John 3 16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him whosoever believes whosoever shall not perish but have everlasting life he goes on in verse 17 to say that he came into this world he says that he sent him not to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he will come another time that's the time of condemnation but it is not now and it's not today today there is no distance between heaven and hell because you are alive if you are not sure you are going to heaven, I can tell you that that alone is a sign you are going to hell. I want you to make up your mind. No, no, no. I'm coming to receive Jesus Christ today. Because that is all you need to do. It is not by your works. I have heard some say, I am too bad to come to Christ. How silly can you get? You cannot sort yourself out. Come to him to sort you out. It's not that you sort yourself out then and come. Then what's his use? No. Today I'm bargaining for your life. And some of you are saying that, oh, what will my friends think? What your friends think, it matters not. Because the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. Your friend too will face that judgment alone. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to give you an opportunity to fulfill Romans 10, 9 and 10. That what you believe about Christ in your heart, you are going to confess it with your mouth because he says that is how to be saved Romans 10 9 and 10 please don't joke you are in the house and you want to give your life to Jesus put verse 9 and 10 together how do you do it by confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior that's the opportunity I want to give you today so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior I want you to lift up your right hand just where you are standing right where you are thank you god bless you i see your hands all over lift it up lift it up lift it up you're not shy of him at all lift it up it's nothing to be ashamed about it's the most important thing in your life more important than your degree more important than anything that you have it is just you're giving your life to jesus your hand is lifted just come to me we're going to pray you're going to put today down as your new birthday just come to me step out of where you are and come don't let your pride hold you back don't let your doubts hold you back don't let your friends hold you back step out and come step out step out i thank jesus for your life the bible says there's a celebration already in heaven as you come to give your life to jesus if you are in doubt just come maybe you gave your life to him but since then you have walked in a way such that you are not sure am i okay am i not don't even think about it just come just come just come just come give him your life oh just come somebody your heart is beating it's a sign jesus is calling you it's a sign jesus is calling you step out of where you are let nothing hold you step out of where you are and come step out and come Step out. I'm just waiting one more minute. Come on to Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Somebody, your father is even a pastor. But you cannot go to heaven on your father's passport. You must have your own. God has no grandchildren. He has only children. You must give your life to Christ yourself. Join us and let us pray together. As your head is bowed this morning, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And those of you in the congregation, join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sin. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I don't want to go to hell. I will not go to hell. Lord Jesus, today I choose you as my Lord 
and my Savior. I will come to heaven. And I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much for these lovely young ones who are coming to you today. I pray that they will never regret this step, but they will rather grow from strength to strength in you. I thank you for their lives. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints say amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.